Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 147 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis, as always. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. I'm excited about this one. Me too. So we're talking about baby shower gifts and baby gift ideas, um, which is funny because neither of us has had a baby in a really long time, right? I'm a little bit afraid that I'm not going to have a great memory for this, but we'll see how things come back. It always does. It always kind of comes back. And actually, it's funny. I assembled a little focus group to help us out. My sister is a new mom, as you guys know, and all of her friends have just had babies. So I had fun um, picking their brains about a few things. But I do think that people also like to hear kind of what's tried and true and has lasted through the years from you and me. So maybe our our aging opinions have some validity. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I think we can definitely compare and contrast because things were simpler, I think, in our day. Back in our day. Back in our day. But actually, as I looked at this, there's definitely a through line. There's some things that never go out of style, even if the brands change. Um, And it occurred to me that we've talked a lot about how to help new moms and new motherhood. But we've really never talked about baby gifts, like the clothes and the gear and the gadgets. So this will be fun. And yeah, things have changed quite a bit. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor Meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. 
Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, so Megan, let's just start generally. Um, All right. I'm curious if you have um, like a go-to baby shower gift or maybe not one particular product, but like a general approach that you've stuck to over the years when it comes to a baby shower and like a first baby, like somebody's first baby. Yeah. Um, hmm. I really am all over the place. I- I'm kind of a, you know, I'm not a systems person right. per se, Sarah. And I'm, uh, I like to kind of personalize gifts. So yeah. it depends a lot on how well I know the mom, what kind of direction I think she swings in as far as like what kind of parenting style she's likely to have or, or wants to have. Um, like, like, is she someone who's going to, you know, value a sling or mm-hmm. would it just not get used? I mean, that kind of thing. So I typically like, I'll look at the registry, especially if I don't know the mom very well, I just kind of go off the registry. But if I do know her, I, I like to look at it and then maybe maybe sometimes use it as a jumping off point to get her something a little higher end that I know is that I know from experience is like worth that cost yeah. but that she might feel weird registering for. Like I know when I was registering for my first baby, I didn't really know the difference between your standard tube sling and a really good carrier that cost more and was better constructed. Right. Um, but that actually was usable. And I got years, you know, multi yeah. multiple children's worth of use out of. So sometimes I like, I go a little off and on into my own. Yeah. To my own thing. Yeah. Sense. You're a rebel. Um, <laughs> no, true. no. I think I think people really appreciate that when it comes from experience. Um, I stick to the registry for anything that I can tell the new mom has researched the heck out of. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a baby monitor is a good example of like, there's so many and there's so many lists of the best ones. And I'm probably if I wanted to, you know, buy something from the registry and get a baby monitor, I'm not going to get a different one. I'm going to stick right. to what she had researched. Same with things like the type of bottles or like, you know, the accessories that go with your pump or your bottle system. I'm, I'm sort of figuring that like that was a conscious choice. So I'm not going to, yes, but I'm Agreed. not going to agree. You're not going to be like, ah, but this is better. This is better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, what I do like to do is get one thing from the registry and then something that's totally not on the registry. And it might be something sentimental. It might, like you said, be something that I've used and loved, even if it wasn't on the registry. 
Um, I also love to give children's books. Um, mm. and mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a that can be a really, you know, sentimental thing to pair with a practical thing. Yeah. Can we talk about books a little bit? Yeah. So I love I also love giving books, especially like, you know, a book that's got a personal meaning for me. The nostalgia thing, like you said, maybe picking one that you loved reading to your baby or maybe even one that you had read to you when you were a baby. I've done that as well. Um, I will make an argument to not just think about board books. Mm -hmm. I think that like I know I've got tons of board books when um, at baby showers and then when my babies were born and then when, you know, at every milestone Um, and they're great. But really, baby doesn't need that many of them because it's not like they're reading them. Right. You know, right. they're like they're using them for practice. They're looking yeah. at the pictures. They're flipping pages, but they also take up a ton of space and mm-hmm. they can be kind of awkward to store. So I'll just kind of make you know an argument that you can also lean in the direction of a quality book that your, the baby will use later. Right. Like it doesn't have to be something they're going to use right now. It could be like an illustrated collection of fairy tales, something like that, that maybe mom will read to them a little later. And right yeah. now it's going to sit on a shelf. I think that's fine as a baby yeah, gift. I, I agree. And I think there's so many like babies and even toddlers have books for so many different needs. Like you need books that the baby can literally like chew on, rip up. Right. They have books you can take in the bath. Like those all serve right. a purpose. But I agree that as a gift, it's really fun to give a beautiful book. Also, I used those types of really beautiful books as almost like nursery decor, like a little oh, shelf yeah. and like how you can display them really pretty on a shelf or um, so I think that's a great gift. And I think you and I both love kind of like the vintage or classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's a that's a great one. And, all, you know, writing a little note inside and that book will probably be with the family forever. Um, I wanted to mention that when I do think about gifts that are either clothes or even toys and books, I almost always think past the first six months. Um because I feel like there's so many gifts that are focused toward newborns and there's a lot yeah. of gear you need for newborns. So not, I mean, of course you need the stuff and we're going to get into a lot of that, but the fun stuff, the books, the toys, the clothes, I feel like I barely left the house for the first six months. I wasn't, I was so sleep deprived. I wasn't appreciating anything. And there's something about that, like six to 12 month phase where I felt like I woke up and like, mm-hmm. I had fun taking my baby out. I had fun dressing them in cute outfits. I just was like, had my life together a little bit more. So, um, even though when you're having a newborn six to 12 month phase feels forever away, but it's actually one of my favorite outfit phases to buy for, or yeah. even toys like the, you know, the, the toys they can play with at that stage. Cause they can hold stuff in their yeah. hands, you know? So that's a lot of, there's such cute stuff for kids exactly, that age too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, just living in Michigan, I have to give a, ca- a caveat here. And I agree because everybody gets a ton of zero to three month clothing. Yeah. And some three to six month clothing. I think people are kind of getting savvy and figuring out it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense to just buy zero to three. So I always got like a lot of zero to three, but then also kind of a lot of three to six month clothing. Mm-hmm. So I like to think outside that range, too. But in Michigan, it's so dangerous because that's six to 12 month. Like usually it's broken up six to nine, nine to 12. Yeah, it's like just a suggestion. Yeah. And you have no idea how long it's going to take the baby to get into that size. Yeah. And sometimes the they're in it really fast. Like, yes, sometimes yeah. a two month old can fit into that kind of stuff. I was I had enormous babies. And so they were really getting into the six months. Um, and then they hung out like they really hung out in that six to nine for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, and then it took them longer to get into nine to 12. So for whatever reason, anyway, I just try to make sure that it's fairly season neutral. So yeah. they don't end up giving someone like, you know, a frilly pink sundress. Right. That the baby can't wear until <laughs> until right. February. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. OK, well, this is a good time to mention. I'm going to throw out maybe one or two products that my little focus group threw out 
and then we'll move okay. on. But this is a good time to mention that I got a ton of great product recommendations from this gaggle of new moms that I pulled <laughs> and I will put all of them in the show notes. So we're not going to mention all of them, but the show notes are at the momhour.com. And these are all, you know, very savvy new moms who had a lot of great product recommendations. Um, the two that I'll mention really quickly, and these are their, these are their go-to baby shower gifts now that they have all had babies. Um, and one of them is booties or socks or shoe, not shoes, but booties or socks that actually stay on. And that is oh such, my gosh. I'm, I know you'll, <laughs> yes. And I'm sure the brands change over the years. The ones that they are recommending, I will link up in the show notes. Um, but this is like something that if you haven't tried it, you don't know what's going to work. And, um, these ladies all live in Denver where it's cold. So it's the Zutano Zutano, um, and they're inexpensive. You can get them on Amazon and they were all like, they were all like, these are go-to. And then the other thing was, so do you remember the boppy nursing pillows? Like when I had my new babies, they went around your waist, right? Yes. And I heard from a lot of people that that was not the most comfortable I liked them, but like, I, I know that a I lot of moms complained the, about them not working. Right. And then I know Katie was a big fan of the, my breast friend, which is the other one. Is that but the here, wedge? No, it's just is like it? a, it's like a thicker, taller. Oh, but it doesn't go around you. As I think much. it goes around you on one side. It like has a okay. left and right where Boppy was. But anyway, where I'm going with this is Boppy <laughs> kind of figured out that what people really needed was like a gentle sloping thing to put your newborn in just when you're putting them down for a moment, not to necessarily like walk away or anything. Right. But, so they made the Boppy into this like lounger instead of being a U shape to put around your waist while nursing. It's like a little pillow almost. Oh. Um, and this, I like, you know, that stage where you put your baby on the counter, like the kitchen counter, because yes. they can't go anywhere. So this is what you'd put on your kitchen counter. It's all soft. It's like a cushy pillow. Um, and it's made by Boppy. Um, and you could still get the one that goes around you for nursing, but the one that they are all raving about is more of a, new Oh, bar, okay. I'm looking at it lounger. now. Get yeah. It? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah and, and I did sort of end up using the Boppy as that, but exactly. the old, but the old yes. Boppy just didn't work that well. Like you really had to get the baby on it. Perfectly. Exactly. You had then, to like lay a yeah. blanket kind of to Under bridge it. the gap. Yeah. So I think Boppy figured that out. And I'm sure people are still using the nursing pillow version as well. But um that was a go to that these ladies mentioned as well. So um, I feel like the I feel like the um I don't know, the person in me that's paranoid should say, when we say put your baby on the counter, we yeah. would be with unarmed reach. <laughs> oh yeah. Like right yeah. there. Right there. Right there. Right. I know if like we shouldn't have to say that, right? But no, I do yeah. we have to say that sometimes? You, yeah, no, I I, yeah, we do. Um, and I think, <laughs> I think it's common sense, but yeah, you don't walk away when your baby's on the counter. Um, okay, so we're going to move on because we're moving kind of quickly. But I, like I said, check the show notes because there's a bunch of other great links there. Um, okay, so my question as I asked it is what was something you didn't think you'd need or you totally like poo-pooed before you had babies? And then mm. after you were like, oh, I get it now. Like, right. I get why that was essential. So this is kind of open ended, but um, maybe I'll start because I have. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I was pretty judgy about high end strollers. And I know the high end strollers, the brands have all changed. But um, for me, the Bob jogging strollers were mm-hmm. big um, and they were like at least six hundred dollars more if you were getting a double or you were getting one that had like converted for the car seat. And was I was the just... Bob the one where the double like the baby went like under the other baby, because I think that. I coveted the Bob that hard. Doubles were side by side, as far as okay. I remember. Um, and they were, they seemed like hardcore joggers. You could take them on a hike. You could, and yeah. I'm like, well, I don't go jogging. And they were so expensive. They were at least $600 even then. And this is 10 years ago. Um, but what I realized is I easily spent that much over the years on, I would say, mid range strollers. Like, 
And I just kept getting a different one. I got a secondhand one. I'd get an umbrella, but it wasn't perfect. I got a double when I had two little kids, but it was a, like not a nice double. So it was so right. big and bulky. So I get it now. I think um, if I could do it all again, I'd probably find a stroller I loved and spend a little money on it and just know that I would use that for multiple kids and many years. I think my problem was I never thought about the multiple kid factor when I was having my right. first baby. It seemed so weird. It was like, I, I don't even have one baby yet. It's so weird to think right. about more, but yeah. Yeah. So that was one. Yeah. Of my- uh, well, you know, I agree with you on the stroller thing. I, I never ended up investing in like a higher end jogger because it just didn't fit my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but after going through many, many junky umbrella strollers, I, I don't think I did this. I'm trying to think which kid I bought the nicer one. I'm hoping I didn't wait all the way to Clara. I think it was I think it was <laughs> Owen that you I got fi- smarter sooner. That I finally, you know, did this gift for myself. And it was when I was actually living in Chicago and I was spending a lot, like I was just outside more and walking. So it must have been Owen. Um and he was he was actually a toddler by this point. And I bought a McLaren umbrella stroller. Yeah. And it was, you know, not the highest end, but it was like two hundred bucks for an umbrella stroller felt ridiculous to me because you can buy them for twenty dollars. But it was like, oh, yeah. okay. So First of all, all this thing has a sunshade on it and yes. the um the handles actually come all the way up to where my hands naturally oh, go. <laughs> the I don't cheap have to ones like that they're like doll stoop. strollers. Yes. You have to bend over. Like why don't they just make them like 4 inches longer? I don't get it. Um they rolled really nicely. So if I was going down a city sidewalk and needed to navigate around a a bump in the sidewalk or something, I could do it with one hand. While yeah. holding my other kid's hand, like I could do it yeah. really or getting in and out like it swiveled and getting in and yeah. out of um, stores. Yeah. We kind of like do that thing when when you're a mom or you like open the door with your yes. butt and then yes. you pull yes. the stroller through and then like, you pull navigate the door really hard kid. and catch it before it starts to slam yes. back on you. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then you have to pull you have to yank the other kid through like it's all just like this timing. It's like a circus. Um, so, and then if you have any bags, you have to make sure those get through before the door shuts on you. You know how this goes. Yep. Anyway, that, it just made my life so much better. And and I kind of felt bad for having been judgy about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. (laughs) Good to know. Um, okay. So I have another thing that I thought was so ridiculous and then totally used, and I didn't use it till my third baby because I don't think it was a thing. And that is the nose Frida, which is the snot sucker. So you literally suck with your mouth, correct? Yes. You use your mouth, but their boogers don't go in your mouth. And here's what I want to say. I had newborns who had a lot of nasal congestion and they didn't have colds. I think it was, I don't, I have heard that if babies have a little bit of a lactose intolerance, like mom's drinking a lot of dairy, that that can make them a little phlegmy. And mine never had terrible reflux. But if you think about how reflux, like stuff is coming back up, right? And it's all kind of in those passages that are it's all connected so I felt like my newborns had boogers or like just nasal congestion and then they'd get real snorty when they nursed and it would kind of make them Mm. mad and then they'd um, and they weren't sick it wasn't um they didn't have colds or anything right so I of course they send you home with the bulb syringe from the hospital and it is first of all it doesn't work I don't think and it can really it can you can accidentally hurt your tiny newborn baby's nose if you blow it in yes yeah, and like it's big and plastic. So the yeah. snot, the snot sucker. You guys can Google it if you haven't seen it. It's like sixteen dollars, and it is a the weirdest looking apparatus. And you use your own suction, like sucking through a straw. But what comes out of their nose never touches your mouth. It gets caught in this little thing. Um, but it works amazing, and it's like kind of addictive because you realize, like, at least my babies were quite stuck stuffed up in there and you just suck it all out and they can breathe so easily. It seems like the dumbest or the weirdest thing ever, but it's great. 
Well, that's funny. I, I was a big, and I didn't have the nose Frida. I don't know that it was out. No, I don't I think it came baby. out until like 2012, maybe. But I could be kind of obsessive about sucking snot. And yeah. I liked the hospital grade blue bulb syringes. Um, those really, they can work, but they're dangerous. You have to be really careful not to blow into the baby's nose. Yeah. And like, you have to make sure you only suck out. And the ones, the two piece ones that like the baby safe ones don't work at all. They don't do anything like the ones where there's like a little plastic piece that can't yeah. go too far up the baby's yeah. nose. And then there's that little bulb. Anyway, a few weeks ago. Um, well, I guess this was more like a couple months ago. Cause you know, my friend Liz just had a baby. Yeah. She just had her third baby and her next oldest is uh, five. Okay. So it's been a while. Yeah. And we ended up, start- we started talking about the nose Frida and then we started talking about the windy, which is made by the same by Frida okay. baby. I don't know. What it's that like is. something you stick up the baby's butt so that they have <laughs> so that they pass gas. Wow. But you don't have to use your mouth. I hope. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a lot of fun, like looking at all these crazy baby products that they have. And um, yeah, it's I'm actually on the Frida baby website right now. We have to link to this. Yeah. But yeah. basically what it is. And, they, and there's like a there's a video of it, like a cartoon video okay. that shows the mom sticking this up the baby's butt and the baby farting. So it's. <laughs> It's like, it looks like a little, it looks like an applicator, like a tampon applicator. It's the only okay. way I could put it. And it, you stick it in the baby's butt. And then I okay. think it just naturally farts. Okay. And it's $16. I mean, but here's the thing about this category is like, it's real easy to poo poo <laughs> until this, haha, until this right. thing saves your life. And saves that's your how life. I, I know about the snot sucker is like, I had these kind of ornery, snotty babies and it was such a yeah. lifesaver and it was so much right. easier for me um to use so anything i want to hear from i want to hear from some moms if they have used this the gas the windy yeah on their gassy the baby windy. and if it actually worked it's it isn't a hilarious it name hilarious <laughs> um do you have anything else on this kind of like things that you didn't think you'd need as much of and realized mm-hmm. like well yeah i have one i first of all i don't think you can ever have too many receiving blankets like for yeah. me i i just remember my life just being a sea of receiving blankets mm-hmm. and cloth diapers because Agreed. you use them for everything. They can be a blanket for the baby. They can swaddle. They can uh, clean up, you know, spit up. Like they're just, they have yep. so many purposes. Agreed. Um, but I never bought the little burp cloths that are shaped like to go over your shoulder and like one side is terry cloth and the other side is flannel or whatever. Uh-huh. I never bought those. They just seemed like one of those unitaskers that yes. like I didn't see the point of. And I have to say the last time I hung out with someone who had a newborn, I don't remember, maybe it was, maybe I got some with Clara, maybe somebody gave me some and I was kind of like, oh, this is dumb. And then I used them and I loved them because they stay on. Mm-hmm. You're not walking around like the worst thing in the world is you're standing there. Well, not the worst thing in the world, but one of the, <laughs> one of the many, you know, indignities of early motherhood is you're standing there burping your baby on your shoulder. They puke. Then you realize the receiving bank blanket fell on the floor five minutes ago. Right. So not only now do you have to somehow get down to the floor to pick it up. Right while holding your baby, but also now you have spit up all over you. So I liked those things because you didn't have to think about them. You just put them on and they stay on. The other nice thing about that is that they're relatively small. And while receiving blankets work great for spit up and all that, you have so much laundry. So if there Mm -hmm. are some smaller things where they really are that sole purpose, it could kind of save on the quantity of laundry too. Um, A couple of things from our focus group. I really like calling them that. Um, One really smart mention was a car seat for each car. And obviously that's a little pricey, but that's something that it's easy to say, well, we can just switch it back and forth. But um, Jenny's point was that if you have two working parents and both are doing daycare duty, then you have to think about just the practicality of for the infant, you could do the two bases, you know, the two car seat bases. But after that, everybody needs a car seat. I would say one for grandma and grandpa too. I mean, and that's another thing you'll use for multiple kids. So it's right. a lot up front. 
but they will go the distance. Um, also, there will come a point where you're not going to want to be clicking that base or the baby seat out of the base anymore. Like, yeah, exactly. That's easy to do when they're little, but yeah. wait till they're three, four or five months old. You're not going to want to be doing that all right. the time. So, yeah. So you need. Yeah. Um, and then somebody else mentioned, and I think I've said the exact same thing. If you have a more than one story house, you just need a safe place to put baby on every floor. You don't want to yes. be dragging something <laughs> up and down. And here's some, this is a great place to look for secondhand. So maybe we're straying off of baby shower gifts. Um, but if you're thinking about registering, you could register for multiple things like this and it might feel like a lot, but you don't want to be carrying the boppy lounger or whatever nope. it is, the bouncy seat the bouncy up and downstairs. Seat, yeah. So I always did secondhand for this. Like I'd go to the secondhand store and get the, the bouncers, um, the ones that are kind of like disc shaped where they vibrate a little and you put them on the floor or whatever. But I think any, anywhere safe to put baby is great, but you need more than you think. I think. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And I did like my babies did like um, just any old bouncy seat. They weren't like uh-huh. really very particular. So you, yeah, just whatever you can get your hands on. It just has to be a, a bouncy seat or a, like a lounger, <laughs> a baby yeah. lounger, yeah. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I asked Katie to these questions and she chimed in with that. She did not understand the point of a humidifier. And then she said they're clearly very essential, which she yes. talked at length on this show about how Yeah, we'll have many, to, which episode was that? I don't know. I will have to look it up. But cleaning uh, we humidifiers. At, yes. At length about cleaning <laughs> humidifiers. So I really yeah. can't believe how long we talked about cleaning humidifiers. <laughs> but that's Only what, for me to say I didn't. That was basically the I whole know. I, we'll sum up. I didn't either. Um, but that's another one that is probably on a registry list and you're like, what? I don't get it. And then the first time your baby has a cold and the doctor yeah. says and all the articles say and you're like, oh, so that's an, especially if people if you have people who want to buy off your registry, put that kind of stuff on there and, you, you know, probably be glad you did. Yeah. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results, especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. 
Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high-quality and traceable key nutrients in clean, bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. Okay, so my next question is the flip side of the one that we just asked, that we just talked about. We, the things that we underestimated how essential right. they'd be. This is the flip side, which is what is the thing or something you thought would be so essential, vital, and then it was either overrated or it didn't get used in your house? Okay. Well, so this is going way in the way back machine. 20 years, um, a stroller system. I love that you put this in quotes in our outline. Well, because they always call it like three in one stroller system, five in one stroller system. <laughs> I learned recently that when you, this is kind of feels off topic, but it's not. So just bear with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was at a, uh, at a major kitchen product manufacturer okay. recently, and they were talking about how when you buy, say like pots and pans. They'll okay. say something is 12 piece because that includes the lids. And then they'll cheat right. by putting some companies will cheat by putting in an extra lid that you don't need because <gasps> one lid would fit two. because then they can say it's 13 pieces. Wow. Anyway, that's what I, I that kind of thing is what I always think of when <laughs> I think about stroller systems, because you don't need three in one or five in one. What you need is a stroller. Right. Yeah. So I never used it. The thing stayed in my car in the back of my minivan. I I also was not a mom who was I didn't like. I didn't like taking the um, car seat off the base. Like okay. I really liked to leave the car seat in the car and take baby out. And if I was going to put the baby, like if I was going into target, I put the baby in the little built in thing. If I was mm -hmm. going to the farmer's market, I used a sling or a stroller. I didn't you like my um, car seat didn't get a lot of play. Yeah. So it felt like such a waste to have something where the car seat pops in, mm -hmm. especially because it was more expensive to buy that, you know, in like a system mm -hmm. like that. And um, I just didn't like, the way it, I didn't like the way it felt or moved or maneuvered. It was big and bulky anyway. So after that, I used an umbrella stroller um, exclusively. Yeah. And like I from kids to on never yeah. used anything but an umbrella stroller. And I kind of agree with you. And I would add that when I talked earlier about going through several strollers, none of which were great. Um, part of the problem was I think the stroller that came with my stroller system was not a great standalone stroller after the car seat right. popping in phase. So later what I did was you can get the, I don't, you can get the really inexpensive snap and goes. If you do want to pop mm -hmm. your car seat into something where it's just the frame, it just literally allows you to push. Oh your, yeah. Yep. And that, I think they're like $35. You can also get them secondhand. Um, but mine was like you said, a stroller system where the infant car seat popped out and popped into what would later become a standalone stroller. And that standalone stroller was not that great. I mean, yeah, it, it I just, remember mine had enormous wheels and it didn't yeah. fold down easily. Yeah. It just was a big pain in the butt. So yeah, so yeah. think about yeah. If I, I going back to our earlier discussion, maybe think about the ideal stroller, and then there's now there's a lot of ways to see if that infant car seat can pop into it, or if not, do a snap and go. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree with you there. I okay. think things have gotten better. Hopefully. Well, I'm sure there. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's always a help. caveat that I was yeah. doing this 20 years ago. So. Yeah. Okay. So I realized I have several for this okay. ca category or things that I just 
think are frustratingly overrated. And I also think that this category is the gifts that people give you because they think it's so fun and cute to give these gifts, but they never get used. So two things in that category is dresses for baby girls. Oh my gosh. If oh, you've ever no, had... I have to disagree with you. Not for tiny oh. girls. You can't, Okay. you can't like for newborns. So I got yeah. all these dresses in size zero to six months. The, there's yeah. no a dress on a newborn is like it's all yeah. scrunched adorable up in seat. oh but it's okay but keep in mind that I had four boys okay yeah and then a girl but so then- I put as much I put dresses on her with like a little roughly underpants yeah and like you know like the little and like I didn't care for butt showed because it was adorable she had bloomers on Okay, so I, I mean, I think after they can sit up, it gets better. After they can okay. walk, it gets way better. Like I could dress a one-year-old in dresses and bloomers all day long. I think it's so much fun. Um, but I'm talking about teeny tiny newborn frilly dresses. I yeah, just always no, I think like, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on that. Right. Just because for me, it was a privilege to be able yeah. to do it. Okay, so it was kind of like I didn't mind the hassle. Okay, all right, I paid the hassle tax on that. Fair enough. I feel like I had so many that went unworn, um, but I get it. I totally get it. And I had a first girl. So um, spoiled. That's, <laughs> yes, I know. Um, OK, so my next one is in the same category, and that is baby shoes. People love to give you baby shoes. And I'm not talking about the practical booties that Cassie and her friends were recommending to keep baby's feet warm, but like teeny tiny little Mary Janes and like sandals. And like, it's really hard to put tiny shoes on a newborn and like you take one picture and it goes with a cute outfit, but I feel like shoes did not come into play until my baby started walking. And really, because I lived in a warm weather climate until they started walking well outside. Um, And that was late for my babies. My babies didn't really walk at all until 14 or 15 months. And then they weren't like toddling around on the sidewalk until even later than that. So I feel like we had a lot of shoes go to waste. I'm I'm going to disagree with you again. All right. Because for the cute factor, okay. you cannot do better than a pair of baby shoes. And um, I actually, you know, I didn't buy tons of like little Mary Janes and stuff because I agreed that their little fat, awkward feet yeah. don't really fit them anyway. But I did get um, all of my babies really nice um, leather moccasins that yes. were super adorable. And they wore those from, I mean, depending on the weather, because we have yep. seasons changing. Um, yep. They wore those from two, three months on daily. And they were adorable. But if if you don't see the point of wearing shoes for a baby, what about those socks that look like shoes? I think those things are so cute. Those are cute. And I think as long as they stay on their feet, um, right. then that's a go-to. I'm glad you brought up the moccasins because I forgot, because I lived in Arizona, like two of my babies never wore anything on their feet for like an entire year because of when they were born or maybe eight or nine months. But then Violet was born in January where it's like very briefly cold and I never had enough to put on her feet. Um, But I was happy to see recently that Roby's, do you remember Roby's? Yeah, that's Roby's is one of the pairs that I, that I had. And then I had some Minnetonka's too. Okay. So Roby's just recently, I saw that they are still around and they actually have even cute, like even more cute variations on the moccasin. The one I got was always like the classic soft one, but then they have some that yep. look more like shoes. So we will link those up in the show notes as well, because I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see they're still going strong. And oh, yeah. I'm looking at them right now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, these are so cute. Yes, we had Robies. And then the ones that we got that were more for like real cold weather <clears throat> um, up here, there's a brand called Minnetonka. It's I, I don't know where it's out of maybe Minnesota or Wisconsin. It's some kind of northern yeah. Midwest thing. And often if you go into a gift store or like a higher end shoe store, they will have this little display of like authentic leather um moccasins but in teeny tiny sizes uh-huh. 
And our kids wore those until they were like two or three. They're so cute. They're so adorable. So, so I think I'll, as long as long as your kids wear them, then I have right. no issue. I guess I felt like both with the teeny tiny dresses and with the overly adorable shoes, I feel like they didn't get worn. I remember Converse, like really cute, like Chuck Taylor style Converse in tiny sizes. And they just I couldn't get them on my kids feet. They wouldn't have wanted to keep them on until they were really a running toddler. So. Right. Um, but the moccasins are the way to go. What about I think we both have this one. For things that didn't get used. I was so convinced that a co-sleeper bassinet, I had the kind that slid right up next to my bed and like buckled into it for pure safe co-sleeping. And I just, it was actually my second baby because my first baby, I borrowed a bassinet, but the second baby, I was so convinced this was going to be amazing. And it became where I stacked my laundry. Uh, the baby never yeah. was in it. I had a really nice co-sleeper. It was white painted wood and it was, it was really pretty as mm -hmm. I recall. And I religiously put it next to my bed for the first two babies and I put my water glass in it at okay. night and my baby was in my bed. <laughs> so the water glass was in it, uh, my book that I was reading. Yeah, it was like a little sidecar. And then sometimes my butt would end up in it or my <laughs> or my knees. So oh. it still did kind of serve a purpose. So it was nice to have like an extra usable space. Yeah. Uh, breast pads I would throw in there. Yeah. You know, if there anything I needed to be able to reach in the middle of the night, I would right. have in there. But not a baby. There was never a baby in it. Maybe once. <laughs> yes. And uh, so and a couple of our focus group mentioned um, expensive bassinets, too. So I think yeah. what we've sort of realized is from the previous section, you do need a safe place to put baby down in lots of areas of your house. But it doesn't necessarily need to be like the the large, expensive bassinet or like the thing that's yeah. like has a unitask, like you said, like the co-sleeper or the Right. Um, whatever. So uh, yeah, sleep, you just don't know how sleep is going to go. Like you may think you're yeah. not going to have your baby in bed and that baby is in bed with you. Or you may think you are going to be a co-sleeper and realize that's not working out. And now you need a place to, so it's just really, it's hard to know. Well, even, and even if you are co-sleeping, you still need a place for when you're not, in, like yeah. you need a safe place for when you're not around. Right. <laughs> and totally. that's one thing I think, <clears throat> I think can be a trick when you are co-sleeping. So you don't buy a crib and then you're like, Oh, what? well now like I need to use the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Now what? Um, I will say I know sometimes swings can have limited success or big bouncers, but my kids all really liked any kind of bouncy swing. I, I never liked the like traditional swings that make all the noise and are like a gunk, a gunk, a gunk. But right. we had this weird sort of like it was like a, it looked like a um, car seat sort of base. And it, it swung back and forth mm -hmm. um, instead of swinging. Okay, instead of swinging like it's kind or, of hard to, to instead of, yeah, instead of forward and back, it like did side it to kind side. of side to side. Yeah, I yeah. can't really describe it, but Clara was in that thing a lot and loved it. And it was kind of big and bulky, but it really worked for that purpose. I feel like swings is the thing that babies are most all or nothing about. Like there are babies yeah. who love the swing and there are babies who don't like them. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was kind of neutral on swing. I just think they, they took up so much space and I had relatively small living rooms and they seemed right. so big for how much my babies used them. And a couple of our focus groups said the same thing. But I also think if your baby likes to swing, there's nothing better than putting them in there. Right. And, and I just happen yeah. to have kids who really needed movement to yeah. be happy, yeah. um, not in my arms. And so that was, and you know, even a bouncy seat that just gentle movement isn't always, didn't always swing right. it or swing right. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think now one thing that I love and in a minute, we're going to talk about the things that weren't available to us, but there are so many great, um, like Facebook groups or like not Craigslist, but like a resale 
things to make resale yeah. really easy. And I think I think swings swings would be one that I would consider doing secondhand. Or if you bought a new one and your baby doesn't like it, sell that thing yeah. or get yeah. rid of it somehow and get something else. So I, I'm just glad for moms that there is that secondhand market. I know there always has been, but I feel like the internet has made it so much easier. Just really now, easy. let me ask you this. I, I'm not a, I don't really know much about cribs. My last experience with cribs is very old, but I swear I've seen something where there's like um like an insert almost that raises the baby up. So when they're not ready to be in the crib, or am I thinking of like a pack and play? Both. Like the thing, okay, where you so, can like, so you can have the baby up high. Yeah. The, the, yeah. my Graco pack and play, and I had one and then my mom had one for her house, um, had a newborn level, just like you said. And, um, it kind of was suspended over the top. So they weren't way down below, which was great because I had three C-sections and I also had lower back problems. So bending way down to get even a light baby was really hard on my back and yeah. my, you know, C-section healing. Um, so the pack and plays that have the newborn level or whatever you call it, um, were great. And then most cribs also, you can raise the mattress up higher. Right. You just got to remember to lower it before. Cause everybody's had that experience of like, they walk into their baby standing up and they didn't right, know like, they were, could do that yet. Yeah. <laughs> lower the mattress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also did want to mention, and I'm being a little tongue in cheek, but really not, is that, you know, Finnish babies sleep in cardboard boxes. Yes. You heard about this? And, yes. and so there's a big public health movement trying to get moms in the U.S. to put their babies in cardboard boxes. Sometimes it's a simple solution because yeah. it's it's simple. It's cheap. It's it's the right size. It's portable, you know, yep. so. Yep. Maybe, maybe a box you is need just a, the solution. You need, exactly. You need a safe place with not a lot of fancy schmancy stuff right so yeah you need to be relatively small so that a baby feels cozy and you don't you want don't want a bunch of junk in it there you go i that's our our rules for a safe sleep small spot not a lot of junk box optional put your baby in a box um (laughs) this was not even on my list but have you seen now the really nice like the higher end strollers are sometimes coming with these like old-fashioned flat cradle inserts like it, like it looked like an old English pram. Oh, like a buggy. Mm, yes, like a yes. buggy. But that whole thing could be your bassinet as well. And it's also right. your stroller because it's the same. It's relatively small. It's flat. There's nothing mm-hmm. extra in it. Um, and I feel like especially for city living, if that was your stroller or your pram, it could also totally be your bassinet because it's the same safe um, environment. Um, Katie mentioned for things that were overrated or that she didn't end up using was any clothes and shoes that weren't easy to put on, which was kind of, I guess, similar to what I said, but a little different. Mine was more about the aesthetics, but she said, I always ended up ditching the outfits that were hard to put on floppy infants. So like you think it's going to be so cute, but then you end up putting them in a onesie every day. Um, I think we kind of covered some of the really good suggestions from our focus group, but, um, oh, one that I wanted to mention is one of them said that she didn't use the wrap, but they use their baby carrier. And I will say I would have said the same thing until my second baby. I didn't wear Mm -hmm. my first baby as much. And so my carrier, whatever carrier you end up going with, just didn't get as much play with the first baby. But once you have multiple kids, um, keep those keep those um, wraps and slings and carriers, because that's when my baby. You don't know which one. You know, the thing is, I had a wrap and I love like for comfort. You really can't beat a wrap as far as slings go. Um, mm-hmm. But they're complicated to get the baby in. Yes. They take, there's a big learning curve and then it's kind of hard to get the sleeping baby out. Um, so what I found I ended up using around the house, if it was just like, Hey, I'm, I want to run the vacuum and I need to hold the baby while I'm yeah. doing it or whatever. I just had a tube sling. And mm-hmm. then I also had an Ergo baby carrier and mm-hmm. I use that anytime 
I was going to be doing anything for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. So if I was going to be walking or shopping or doing a lot of chores and I just wanted baby comfortably on me, I use the Ergo. So yeah. I would agree that like an Ergo plus a wrap is maybe overkill because they serve very similar functions. Um, and I always felt the Ergo was a bit more comfortable than a wrap. But if but if you are really going to be having your baby on you for long periods of times and you and you prefer the feel of a wrap, it's probably yeah, it's probably I a great use, investment. I used both a lot, but only okay. once I had multiple kids. And I had right. the Moby, the Moby for my wrap, which is really yep, like you said, you you have to learn how to use it. It's complicated. But the way my newborn, like zero to four months, would sleep in there was like, and it was, it felt really secure. I didn't feel like they were yeah. swinging around, and I could do. But it was only around the house. I never took it out of the house because it's like ten feet of fabric. So right. then I, I needed the Bjorn or the Ergo when I was out of the house. So I really, really yeah. did use both. And then I used the Ergo up through toddler with Violet. I mean, she, right. she I wore yeah. her the longest because she was the third kid, and I'd put her on my back. But I used it till she was two and a half, almost three. Um. So yeah, we're big fans of the Ergo, I think both of us, but, um, but I would agree that for a first baby, you, it might be overkill because you don't need to wear first babies as much, but wait till you have your right. second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you might also find, I know that, um, I know a lot of men like the Ergo and mm -hmm. it's harder to get dads to wear a wrap yeah. <laughs> in my yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, so it's sometimes good to have one that can kind of go back and forth between you. Although totally. most, in most cases, I think Ergos are sized by the. I think there's different sizes based on your frame. So that might not work if you're very different sized, but yeah, that could we be something that could be both, shared. We were able to both wear the Ergo, just adjusted. Um, but I, yeah, right? I'm sure they're all different. Oh, another one of our focus group mentioned a diaper stacker and I laughed so hard. I, first of all, I remember when, do you, do you know, can you picture what I'm talking about? A diaper stacker? Well, it just says diaper stacker dot, dot, dot. I and I don't know if that's like, like. <laughs> I think that's all she you... had to say about that. Oh, so like, that is the okay. thing that like seemed essential, but realized it was not. Um, Got it. Okay. But do you remember them selling? I remember like Babies Are Us selling the coordinated nursery bedding set and it always came with this diaper stacker that you hung in the closet <sighs> over a clothes rack and then it was like you know made of the same fabric and it looked cute and and it just held you know 50 diapers you'd stack them in there I think and my, then you'd maybe, pull a diaper out and the rest would come down like a can dispenser kind of but I think <laughs> okay. you honestly pulled it out from the top so I don't even think it was oh. that it was it's it was I I don't know but the funny thing is I think what made me laugh is I changed diapers everywhere upstairs downstairs like I was right. just pulling diapers out of I keep them in cupboards keep yeah them in, diapers you know, everywhere diapers everywhere yes. so I do think that is funny it it presupposes that you're gonna go to your coordinated nursery every time and yeah. lovingly pull a diaper out of you know well isn't that the stacker. isn't that the biggest you know myth of motherhood they sell you on that everything <laughs> takes place in one like yes designated area and then you get there and you're like wait i need all of this stuff everywhere i need yes. i need to be able to reach out and grab a diaper yep like a nursing pad yep like any anywhere i happen to be so yep. yeah i know you've always <laughs> said funny. that genius idea of like for new moms like creating a little basket of all the things that yeah. you need um and like you need four of those you need like four of those in yep. the house yep. yeah um, so I thought that was funny. Okay. So our last little question or funny thing to discuss is just how many things have changed and a few of the things that were not a thing when you and I were having babies. Um, yeah. and the first couple I'm going to mention are not products. They're just lifestyle realities. One of which is Amazon prime free day, free two day shipping was not a thing. Oh. I mean, Amazon existed, but the, the ubiquitousness of 
two-day free shipping for everything you could ever need was not yeah. a thing when I had my babies, especially was not a thing you could access from your phone. And I feel like everything we've talked about, like my sister made the comment, she's like, I just, I registered and bought stuff as if I was never going to leave my house for six right. months. And it <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, you kind of have to do that. That's like part of the nesting, I think, is like feeling like you're totally ready. But when you think how easy it is now to get whatever you need within yeah. one or two days, if not sooner. It's glorious. And that was not it a is thing glorious. For it's, us. it's hard for me to even imagine a time before Amazon Prime two day free shipping. Like, but you didn't did have do? that when you were first becoming a new mom. <clears throat> no, I thing. no, it wasn't. I mean, Amazon existed right by the time Isaac came along. Amazon right. existed. Um, it may be with Jacob. I just wasn't aware. But but like, no, it was it was all books, too. Yeah, it was books, <laughs> like, and, was books and, and the free shipping and the prime like the prime membership thing was not right. a thing. And no, absolutely yeah. was not. Huh. Yeah. Um, and to your point, to your point about not being able to shop from your phone, I will take that a step further and say being on your phone was not a thing when I was having babies. People didn't do things mobily. Um, I mean, the iPhone came out maybe the year before Clara was born. Yeah, I think, I think it actually came out in 2006, but mass adoption was like the next few years. I got my first iPhone in 2010, I think 2009 or 2010. Yeah. And it just, uh, yeah, I got mine around the same time. And I just, I just don't remember I don't know. Things it didn't. The assumption wasn't that you did stuff on your phone, right? And even when you way. had, so I had a little BlackBerry when I had my first baby. I was still working. That was my work phone, and it did have a little. I think I even had Facebook on there, but it was like really small, and um, there wasn't an app for everything, right? Like, oh, there's an app for right. that, like tracking your nursing sessions and tracking. Right. Like, that was not a thing. Even if we had the mobile technology, it took a while for this idea of there being an app for everything. Um, I, I want to say that between like baby number two and three for me that I definitely had my iPhone next to me when I was nursing. We talked in our more than mom about social media recently is that was when I discovered Twitter. Cause it was like really easy on my phone. So I think I, I had babies right in the midst of that mobile shift, but for sure when we first started, mm-hmm. um, another thing that we're not really a thing that is a gift to new moms is podcasts. We were not listening to podcasts <gasps> while oh, we were nursing our you're first right. babies. And now we were blogging or reading blogs. Yeah, I was. Well, for my first, I was on forums, but then yeah. by Clara blogs. Yeah. 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 Huh. So podcasts. That is, yeah. That's a go to for new moms. If you know that new is. moms, get them hooked on podcasts. Doesn't have to be ours. Give, but... give them a podcast for yes. their baby shower. Seriously. <laughs> OK. Um, I know you have thoughts about how things have changed and you have like even more history because you're 20 years in. Yeah. Well, I think it, and one of the things that um, someone in the focus group mentioned was this DACA tot, yes. which I had never seen. I had to go check it out. Yeah. I did not know about it till so, my sister. And, so and they look like, they look like um, the, I mean, from the photo, they look like rafts, like a raft you would get in <laughs> and float in on a pool. So Do what you remember are they? how the nurses in the hospital would roll up a receiving blanket and sort of lovingly sculpt it around your newborn just so that they um, wouldn't accidentally roll or wiggle out of their swaddle. It's sort of yeah. like a bumper around, like there's bumpers in the crib, but this is like a bumper right. for your newborn. Um, okay. And so the Dakota is basically, I think it allows babies to sleep on a very, very slight incline safely. So you could put the okay. Dakota in a, in a bassinet or in a crib, very slight incline, which I know is good for reflux and other things. Yeah. Um, and then the, the bumpers just keep them from, rolling or whatever. So I think it's, but it's, it's like $200 for, I was just going to say pillow. it's yeah. And you can 
buy replacement parts. I'm just like, I'm like digging into the site. So okay. I'm sure we're going to so... have, and even among our focus groups, some of them have it and swore by it for sleep. And others are like, I can't believe how expensive this thing is. So I, I'm so sure if it works. Hear if from it people. works if it... for 200 bucks, it's worth it. Um, here's what I will say looking at this. And this is just kind of an overall comment on the right. state of parenting today <laughs> versus of... when I was doing it. I like <clears throat> things weren't fancy when I was buying baby gifts like you. There was maybe two prints. Uh-huh. And I pink feel and like <laughs> pink and blue or, you know, they were getting a little better. Like when Clara was born, prints were getting better. They were more they kind of realized that just because you have a baby doesn't mean you are a baby mm. and you don't <laughs> necessarily want everything to be bright. And yes, or like have bears on it. I mean, that was yeah. getting better. But yeah. now it's like there's this expectation that everyone living this very curated life now, mm-hmm. I think. Um and that has definitely followed through to baby products. So like all this Dakotot comes in 8 million designer fabrics. Mm-hmm. That would not have been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it did come in a lot of fabrics, like Boppies always came in a bunch of fabrics, yeah. but they were like baby fabrics. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't like, look, I'm going to take this Instagram photo of my living room and look at how amazing right. my Boppy looks in it. It just, <laughs> it just was not, we just didn't live our lives the same way. Or like we didn't introduce babies into our lives the same way. Right. It's just, Kind of, and I'm not judging it. I think it's nice to have beautiful things. And I do remember being frustrated when everything looked so corny (laughs) for my kids. But now it's gone so far in the other direction. Like, I'm wondering how much of the $200 value, you know, price tag Mm -hmm. is the product and its usefulness and how much is how they look. The lifestyle they're selling. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, I I don't know. That's a good commentary on buying expensive stuff in general. Cause I think through this whole episode, we've been saying like sometimes we wish we would have sprung for the $600 stroller and other times we realized like we didn't need a fancy this or that so I don't know there's no there's no good way to know but it's not like it's bad to spend money on something that works especially if it's going to last you for multiple kids right Um, at the same time I think it can get out of control because it it all adds up it can get out of control yeah um I, I think one thing that I noticed as and I loved collecting these answers um from our little focus group is a lot has changed, but there's certain things that haven't. Um, we didn't even mention the activity mats, but like the little, you know, like where oh, there's yeah. like an overarching, some toys hanging down, it lays flat, yep. you know, a, a two, three, four month old who's not mobile, but who can reach up and bat at the toys or look at the mirror. Those haven't changed very much. And they're right. It was something about seeing them. It's like, oh, that's like almost exactly what my babies have. And there's other there's other things like that. Um I mean, some of the same swaddle brands that were really taking off the Aiden and NNA, the, yeah. um, the, there's one of the giraffe blankets that are really soft. It's not lucky giraffe. It might be lucky giraffe. Anyway, I'll link them up because somebody mentioned them. Those were just taking off where like the baby blankets that are super, super, super soft, not yes. swaddles, but like, you know, I know what you're talking oh about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You put it over the car like, seat or something. I remember saying all I wanted was like a pair of a long underwear made with those as the <laughs> yes. liner. How do they make baby blankets? So I don't know. It's ridiculous. So, some of that is really still the same. And that was sort of kind of nice to see. So I yeah. mean, there will always be newfangled, newfangled things. Or have you ever looked at pictures of you or your siblings or people of that generation as babies and spotted like a bouncer seat or a high chair? And it's funny to see like they... They do look old and different, but at, at some level, it's They're the all the same. same. Yeah. yeah. We just, keep... yeah, we didn't even get into high chairs, man. That, that probably could be its own, like it its could. own. I don't think I registered topic. for one. I remember thinking I'm going to wait on that. And I, I think I did. And then, um, I bought one. You know what we also didn't talk about? Okay. This needs a part two is I thought everything should match and coordinate. Like 
like you were talking about with the with the stroller system, like I mm-hmm. bought the high chair that matched my pack and play, which matched uh, one other thing. That was was really it navy dumb. blue? I feel like everything was navy blue. No, for a mine while. was like a sage green <laughs> that I thought oh, okay. was like mm. very gender neutral. And right. It was like kind of a pretty pattern. Um, and the swing that was the other thing. So swing, high chair, and pack and play all coordinated as if I was buying like a bedroom set, or right? Something. Oh, that's so <laughs> like, funny. I know that's very. We, you know, we should probably do another one of these for like older babies because yeah. I think we could really get into a lot of like totally different things that you know how things yeah. change for new moms and new babies yeah. and how things change for older babies. Yeah, and I want to say too before we wrap, if you guys are geeking out over products, um, we did gift guides at the holidays. And the one Katie and I did on gifts for babies um, would be a really good compliment to this because really we, it was about holiday gifts, but babies don't know what holiday gifts they're getting. So actually a lot of what we talked about was books, toys, and um, things that are useful to have around the house for babies. So that would be like a really good extension. So I will link that up. Um, and like I said, the show notes will be chock full of great links for this one. So check them out at themomhour.com. Right. And this was really fun. Thanks, This Megan. was fun. Thank All you. right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.